We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So Marcus Peters said he hates that his team is known as Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And before you start dragging him, just know it has absolutely nothing to do with jealousy. It's because he wants to help take some of the pressure off of number eight, his QB. Yeah, and Peters didn't stop there in this recent raw interview with the Ringer. He also opened up about the self-doubt he's been dealing with since returning from the ACL surgery. But despite how tumultuous things have been the last two years, he also said he wants to re-sign with the Ravens organization after his contract is up. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside Sarah Ellison. It's Friday, December 2nd, and this is your morning Ravens vault. Greg Roman was asked by reporters about his interest in the Stanford head coaching vacancy, also red zone issues and game clock management. His answers in our reaction just ahead. Plus, former Ravens backup QB Robert Griffin III continues to go to bat for Baltimore whenever opportunities arise in his new role as an ESPN analyst. We have all that and more coming up. Thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. So Ravens cornerback Marcus Peters opened up in a big way in a recent off-camera interview that he gave to Ringer staff writer and an old friend from his hometown of Oakland, California, Logan Murdoch. Yeah, I mean, relationships matter for Juice Man, who is notorious for not exactly loving the media commitment that comes along with being in the NFL, Sarah. But this was a bit different. Peters was not only comfortable seeing how he and Murdoch first met years ago during a tryout for a local youth football team in Oakland, but you could also almost feel how ready he was to get some things off his chest. Yeah, right. And this was a conversation that was wide ranging. It went in a number of directions, but let's begin with his comments about his quarterback, Bobby. Yeah, what's so interesting about his comments, Sarah, is that without context, they can easily be taken out of context the wrong way. I'm going to read a couple of his direct quotes, which were in direct response to John Harbaugh's decision to go for it on fourth down in a crucial moment during the Bills game earlier this season in early October. Remember, that ultimately led to that heated sideline exchange in which Peters had to be restrained from going after Harbaugh. Here's the quote. I think the biggest thing for us as a team is that I hate the fact that we get looked at as Lamar and the Ravens. I love the shit out of Lamar. I love the shit 
out of him, man. And I just hate that. I hate that that much pressure can be on one person, man, and the rest of the team. Just sometimes you get caught looking from the outside in. But no, I let him know all the time, man. We out there with you. We got to play our part at that point of time in game, man. It was our duty to go stop them. I wanted that to be on us, close quote. Yeah, Bobby, I feel like this is exhibit A as to why Marcus maybe has been misunderstood throughout his NFL career to date. Did he let his emotions get the best of him towards the end of the Buffalo game? Yeah, he for sure did. And did he cross a line with his tirade? I think so. But it is abundantly clear how much passion and pride this guy has from within. And now we're seeing that uncoachable veteran leadership and diehard competitor mentality be revealed with him opening up about not wanting Lamar to feel like he has to do it all. Yeah, you know, Sarah, some within this fan base, including us, I can remember, were wondering at the time if Peters had fractured his relationship with Harbaugh after that Buffalo game. Now, of course, in the coming days, we learned that that wasn't the case. And this quote from Murdoch's conversation with Baltimore's head coach, certainly reaffirms what we already knew to be true. Here's Harbaugh. Quote, I just appreciate somebody that's passionate and cares. He's very genuine, I guess is the best thing I could say. Nobody's perfect. We all got flaws. I look at myself. You have moments that you look back and you go, maybe I could have handled it better. But he's always a fighter. He's always going to be fighting. He's always going to compete. And he always wants to be successful. He cares about the people around him very, very much. And that's the thing. I'm a little older than he is. So sometimes I can talk to him and just say, hey, dude, calm down. We're okay. But sometimes he comes to me and says, calm down. We're okay. Close quote. And another fascinating angle of this piece was how much Peters opened up about his long and even dark rehab process back from his torn ACL, along with how the loss of his grandmother at the beginning of that process further compounded that challenge. He had opened up to local media before about how difficult it was to be sidelined and away from his team and definitely for the first time as a professional athlete last year, but not to this extent. Here's another direct quote from Marcus. You'll never know what people really be going through while they're dealing with You know what I'm saying? Because I thought it was just going to be I'll rehab this leg, going to get better, but then it hit me. Man, it just, I wouldn't say I went dark, bro, but I just stopped expressing myself so much about certain things and just held on to it, close quote. Yeah, you have to appreciate his vulnerability here, Bobby. And while he obviously was able to overcome his darkest rehab days and get back to playing football this season, he's almost had to retrain his mind to once again trust his body and trust that knee, which is a tall task for professional athletes that have to put it all on the line. Yeah, and self-doubt is a real thing here, which can probably help explain some of his recent play, especially in coverage lately. Here's another one of his quotes. Quote, I'm stuck in this situation of I'm second guessing myself. I circle the right answer every time and then I go back and erase it and double check it to see if I got the right answer. For me, just know I got more. So it's just kind of, I don't know, self-doubt is realer than a close quote. You know, all of this comes with just six regular season games left on that contract he signed in 2019. And Peters is in the final year of that deal and was asked about his future. Quote, I want to stay. I think that'll be the best thing for me to end up here. So I wouldn't go nowhere else, but I ain't tripping. I'm really trying to just focus on winning this year, bro. And I'm going to take the offseason as it comes. If we get some things done and it works out for both sides, 
then I'm going to knock it out. Yeah, time will certainly tell. And to your point, he still has six more games, plus hopefully some in the postseason to right the ship. But Sarah, I'm starting to have my doubts about his future in Baltimore after this year. And I don't just say that because of his recent play. Factors like money, cap space, and how he continues to build back from that torn ACL are all in play here. But still to come here on the vault, Greg Roman was asked to address reports about his interest in the Stanford football head coaching vacancy. Stay tuned. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So, Sarah, Thursday coordinator press conferences can oftentimes be boring snooze fests, but this time fans were a little more interested this week given Greg Roman's candidacy for the Stanford gig. Oh, yeah, and you know that reporters were there to ask it, and he did answer, but he tried to downplay the situation, which may have given a bigger clue than he meant to give. Here's his answer. I mean, you know, all the rumors and whatnot aside, we got a great group of players and coaches here. They're, our singular focus is uh, on this week's game against Denver and uh, their top-ranked defense. So uh, that's really where it's at. So he clearly doesn't want to talk about it, which I respect. But that, but that last part where he said, we are singularly focused on Denver. Bobby, that's a classic line that coaches have often used when one foot is already out the door. Now, I don't think there is any question that he would take the job if offered, but we're going to have to wait and see if that actually happens. I couldn't agree more. It was almost too much of a poker face approach, right? Like, Anyway, while that was the main attraction from his press conference, he was also asked about the Ravens' red zone issues from Sunday, where we know by now they were two of five and had some issues pop up again related to play clock management. Right. Well, first, I can tell you that Roman gave us another one of his classic phrases that can be added to the likes of bringing plays out of the vault and exclamation points and notes to get Devin DuVernay involved. Today, he said that they will take a, quote, cold-blooded look at red zone difficulties. He didn't get much more specific than that, but cold-blooded look was the phrase. Really? Well, that means we're definitely going to be using that one in the future to have a little bit of fun. And matter of fact, I think I'll just start right now and get this thing going. 
Will there be any cold-blooded analysis of play clock management as well? Yeah, now we're just being cold-blooded here. But on a serious note, he did address clock management, and I think he made some fair points. Take a listen. Really, what we're talking about is a race to be in control. So it's not, hey, how fast can we get to the line and snap it? It's how can we uh, do what we want to do and be in control of the situation. So if we snap the ball an average of four seconds later than other teams, over the course of a 70-play game, now you're talking, what, four and a half, five minutes where their offense can't touch the ball? Um, those are treasures. When you are having operational issues and now you're not in control and you're rushing and whatnot and things are hectic, that's not what you're looking for. So specifically last week we had some headset issues, uh, communication issues, technical difficulties, if you will. And uh, we've got a protocol in place to handle that. We got to make sure we're on top of that. Really, it, from uh, my, starting with me, making sure that gets communicated. Um, but that's certainly not something we want to do: is not be in control. So I think it's legitimate, Bobby. It's a legitimate strategy to try to win time of possession. That's especially true since the Ravens' offense isn't known as this quick strike offense. And I'm happy to hear him actually distinguish between doing that as a way to control the game versus a hectic operation that produces anxiety and ends up giving control to the opponent. That hectic operation is what we saw in the first half Sunday against the Jags. Now, he says there were technical issues, and that did seem to be resolved by the second half because that's when we saw the more controlled operation from the Ravens' offense. The only issue here, Bobby, is the hectic operation rears its ugly head way too often. It'd be best if they could get to the line with, I don't know, like 12 seconds or so, then let Lamar run most of the rest of the time off with motions and her audibles or just generally taking his time. So until that consistently happens... The critique will continue no matter how legitimate the strategy is. you got to implement it the right way. All right, shifting gears here, partner, before we dive into topic three. Earlier this week, we talked about Lamar Jackson potentially dodging the media until Thursday or Friday. So did he end up speaking on Thursday? Yeah, no, he didn't. Kind of like we anticipated, right? I mean, my guess is they're trying to make this a Friday news dump so it doesn't get a lot of coverage. And I feel more confident in that theory because Lamar did return to practice as a full participant Thursday. And remember, the reason for him not talking Wednesday was to see a trainer about a quad injury. So he seems to be just fine health-wise, which is good news. All right, Bobby, as we mentioned off the top, since transitioning to his role on ESPN as an analyst, RG3 seems to always find a way to speak up on behalf of his former team. Sarah, I feel like every time I turn on the television, this dude's popping up on my screen. But to be honest, I've, I've actually been particularly impressed with how he's handled some of the college football games he's called this fall as an analyst in the booth. But here he is going to bat for Baltimore earlier this week on ESPN's Monday Night Countdown. But why do we only talk about the Baltimore Ravens when they lose? They were on a four-game winning streak coming into this okay. week. True. Okay. So, yes, when you True. look at them in a vacuum, you could say, oh, the Baltimore Ravens, what's going on? What's going on? They just won four straight. Okay. They just won four straight, and the Jacksonville Jaguars played the game of their lives. Yes, the Ravens could have been better in crucial situations. But let's not act like this isn't a good football team and say, oh, they can't get it done because these fourth quarter losses are bad. Marlon Humphrey, I call we call him all pro Marlo. Yeah. He tweeted out, he said, bad defense yeah. leads to losses Agreed. after the game. And that's the truth. Agreed. It was bad defense by their secondary that led to that loss. 
they poured way too much money into that secondary to allow Zay Jones, who is a good receiver, yeah. to go off for 11 catches, 145 yards in that game. All those things can be true, but we can't ignore the Ravens when they win and only talk about them when they lose. Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence, he played the best yeah. game of his yeah. career. It's the, the rush NFL. was getting guys. The rush was getting time. They were not covering very well. Understand? That's what All Pro Marlowe was talking Understand? about in that tweet. He's yeah. not saying that hey the rush isn't getting there. He's saying we ain't covering. Are the Bills a good football <laughs> team? Raven, bye bye. Yes. The Bills are then good. why then why aren't the Ravens a good football team? Four times, RG? It doesn't matter. The Bills have blown leads, too. Four? You can't pick and choose just Four? because you picked the, bull, the Bills at the beginning Four? of the year. I'm, they have saying, the, man. I'm, I'm with you. I think they're one of the better teams. But how many leads do they have to blow before we finally say, you know what? This is a trend that they can't break. They I think they get it two, corrected. They blew two and then won four straight games. Yeah. Come on, man. All right, so here's where I'm at with this, Sarah. First of all, the Ravens have deserved all of the talk and criticism they've received after their four losses so far this season. Because the ways in which they've collapsed late in games is a problem, and it's become somewhat of an in-season trend that national talk shows and pundits have picked up on, and obviously it's been reignited after the Jaguars game. Now, we shared this stat recently, but I'll repeat it once more. Only four teams in NFL history have led by more than one possession in each of their first 11 games, and the Ravens are one of those teams. Problem is, the other three through 11 games... We're all undefeated. Baltimore 7-4, and four, so you get the point here. Anyways, on the flip side, I do see RG3's point because when the Ravens are winning, it's not the sexy thing to discuss nationally oftentimes. The bigger football market teams like the Cowboys or Rams or, or Packers have taken the cake this year, and that's, to me, that's simply about TV ratings. Well, I will say this. RG3 sure has a lot of passion when he talks Ravens, and he is a big defender, Bobby, just like you mentioned. I know that's much appreciated by many around town. And before we fly, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with CBS Sports' Josina Anderson giving an update on Odell Beckham Jr. and his free agent tour going on right now. Beckham visited his former team, the New York Giants, Thursday, but there are still four other suitors, including the Ravens. Anderson said that OBJ has talked to the Ravens about his potential fit with Lamar Jackson. Now, that said... Where they might not come together is on the idea of him signing long-term. OBJ apparently wants to find a home for the next several years, but the Ravens are more focused on what he could provide to the team now and then wants to focus on his future later, according to Anderson. Elsewhere, defensive coordinator Mike McDonald was asked about Odafe Owe's lack of production. Like Stat-wise, isn't exactly where you want it, but um, you know, he's doing the things we're asking him to do. So right now, I'm, you know, we're happy with where he's at. Uh, the snap counts, I wouldn't take too much out of it, you know. Um, you know, I think it's more of a more of a kudos to JPP and, you know, how well he's playing the run on early downs. But when, when Dafe's been in there, I mean, you know, he's setting a good edge right now. And then when, when we call his number to rush, I mean, you know, you can feel his fastball out there. But, uh, you know, this the, the rushes haven't really gone his way at the end of the day. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're pleased with where he's at, though. And finally, a quick injury update on the Ravens. In addition to Lamar, Isaiah likely became a full practice participant Thursday. Meanwhile, Ronnie Stanley and Kyle Hamilton were both limited for the second straight day. And both Patrick McCarry and Marlon Humphrey returned after missing Wednesday. And Marcus Peters had a rest day. Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault, a podcast unaffiliated with the team. 
We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube and subscribe simply by searching Ravens Vault Podcast. And we'd love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. That's all the time we've got today, but be sure to check out our official game preview episode with former Raven Brandon Stokely ahead of this weekend's Broncos game. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.